to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Hey, Melbourne family. I am so pumped to be with you today via screen. It'd be even better if I was there in person, but one day that will happen again. But what a great second option to be with you via screen, hanging out in your lounge room or wherever you are watching this message. Before I get into the message, I felt like I had a word for the Blowers family, actually, and I don't know if you're watching today. Hopefully you are. Um, I got a picture of a bridge, and on that bridge was a shutdown time. Funny, we're in lockdown, uh, and at the either side of the bridge, there was like a road closure for the purpose of bolting on extra lanes onto the bridge. And at the end of this season, I fully believe that you're gonna have more capacity for people to go from one side of what they're going through to the other side of what God has for them because God is bolting on extra lanes into your life. So I hope that's encouraging for you. And for all of us, why don't we believe God that this lockdown time is not just wasted time, but we would get something of heaven out of this time. But I love the series that we're in as a church there in Melbourne, and that's defying gravity, living and overcoming life. And the reality is, in the midst of restriction, in the midst of lockdown, in the midst of all that we can't do, God still wants us to live an overcoming life. I love what Pastor Paul has said around this whole COVID time. I think he started saying it really early days. He said, God's got this, so God's got you. And if God's got you, it's not just to survive, it's to overcome and believe God that He will bring good out of this situation. I love every week we get to sit in church, whether in person or whether online, we get to sit in church. And I feel like every time I sit in church, whether I'm doing something on the stage or whether I'm not, I feel like God speaks to me every single time, whether it's a reinstating of His presence, whether it's a realignment of my response. Let's be responsive in this time, not reactive in this time. Whether it's a refocus of my priorities or whether He is challenging me to do something else. I feel like every time, if I am to focus and if I am to lean in, that there is a nudge from the Holy Spirit, that there's a whisper on the inside that God has something for me this week. And I've got to be honest with you, it's never a lack of God prompting. It's a courage to activate on a Monday. And that's what I wanted to talk to us today in this series of Defying Gravity, I believe one of the key elements of living and overcoming life is to live with courage. It's to live courageously. And I remember uh, every one of my kids, one of the things I love to do, we, we love the water, we love to swim, just like Pastor Craig and Nadia, probably not to that much. I think just quietly, Pastor Craig has a borderline addiction and we're all praying for him for that. But uh, I've got mine under control. And as a family, one of the things we love to do on a sunny day is to be in the water and find a rock to jump off or find a diving board to, to jump into a pool. And 
every one of my kids at some point have stood paralysed on a rock, not knowing whether they could jump or not, not knowing whether they could launch or not. And inevitably, every time I'll jump into the water. I remember once I was with Kyla, who is our second daughter, and we were up on the coast where we live here in Auckland, and there is this rock to jump off. I was standing uh, on the rock trying to convince her to jump. And she said, Daddy, if you could just get in the water, then I will jump to you. So I jumped down into the water and I'm there treading water and treading water and treading water, not knowing how much long I could tread water for while she summons up the courage to jump. And just as she summons the courage to jump, a stingray swam past behind me and everyone up the top was pointing at the stingray. I've got to be honest with you, that was the end of any type of uh, moment that she was going to jump. It was all over. So we went back a week later and I was in the water and she launched herself into the water and jumped in the water. As she came up, this look of pride that she'd stepped out and jumped in and overcome the fear that had gripped her the previous week at as she came out of the water, she said, look what we did, Dad. And I've got a real sense for some of us who are watching this today, that at the end of this lockdown period, you're going to come up and say, look what we did, Dad, as he puts courage into us to live an overcoming life. I love a scripture in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. It says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, all the people and you, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot would tread upon I have given to you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites towards the great sea, towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, listen to it, I will also be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and be of courage. For to this people, you shall divide an inheritance of the land, which I swore to the forefathers to give them. Did you hear that? To this people, you will divide an inheritance. Church, I want to tell you, the breakthrough and the overcoming you will experience is not just for you. It's for you to give to others. Verse seven, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the left hand or to the right, that you may prosper wherever you go. I love it here that God is saying, be strong and be of courage. You know, the word courage is defined as what makes someone capable of facing extreme danger or extreme difficulty without retreating. There is no doubt we are in difficult times. 
There is no doubt that lockdown, homeschooling, working from home, being allowed out one hour a day to exercise, it's, it's difficult times. But courage is what makes somebody capable of it facing extreme difficulty without retreating. My, my definition of being courageous is standing strong when life is tough. And I know life is tough at the moment, but God has called you to live an overcoming life. And a key to that is courage. You know, courage is not necessarily an outward appearance as much as it is an inward revelation and conviction. Courage looks like a mum praying for her wayward kid. Courage looks like a business owner navigating a lockdown. Courage looks like an introverted kid with a kingdom cause in their heart. You know what courage looks like? Homeschooling kids for five months. That's what courage looks like. And I believe God is saying to us, only be strong and really courageous. You know, about 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, Amanda and I were youth pastors in America. And this high school kid came to me and said, I've got this dream to see my school be presented with the gospel. And in America, there was a very real thing called the separation of church and state. You weren't allowed to bring religion into a high school environment. So he said to me, what if we were to put on an event after school? Uh, The area we lived in had a whole bunch of Navy SEALs. So we approached some of those SEALs and said, would you be willing to partner with us and put on this event and talk about what what it is like to live a life of courage? So they agreed and we talked to the principal and he agreed and we talked to some uh, suppliers and electronic stores and we got a whole bunch of giveaways. I think we got TVs and Xboxes. We invited the school. We were hoping that a couple of hundred kids would stay. Well, 800 kids showed up after school this day and the Navy SEALs skydived into the football field and then one of them gave their testimony. At the end of that, they said, hey, if you want to know more about what gives us courage, what gives us courage is a relationship with Jesus. See, we could now talk about our faith because it was outside of school hours. On that day, 173 young people said, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. Because a high school kid stepped out in courage. Friend, courage is not a personality type. It's not introvert. It's not extrovert. It's not whether you feel courageous. Courage is the ability to say, God's got this, so God's got me, and stepping out. You know what courage looks like? Courage looks like Noah building an ark. Courage looks like David going in front of Goliath. Courage looks like a little boy giving his lunch to Jesus, saying, God, would you do something with this? Church, I want to encourage you. This week, live a life of courage. Say, God, whatever you ask me to do, I'll step into that because it's not based on me. It's based on you. God's called us to live an overcoming life, a courageous life. You know, I always want to be a father who is encouraging. I want to be a pastor, a leader who is encouraging. I want to be a husband who 
a friend who is encouraging. And I, I have loved the fact that we as a church are an encouraging environment. And, and you know what? When it comes to lockdown, it's really easy to be discouraged. I, I get it. We, we had six weeks of lockdown here where we were level four. We weren't allowed to leave our homes for an hour a day. We, we, there were, we couldn't get a takeaway coffee. They were all shut. We were in that. And in that time, my father was in hospital passing away. I get what it is to navigate times that suck the courage out of you. But I'm here today to encourage you that God's got this and God's got you. You know, some of the most discouraging people are people who have got an opinion. But I've learned this, everyone can have an opinion, but I need to draw my courage from those who are actually on the field, living the life that I want to live. And let's be committed to being a church. Let's be committed to being a community of people that encourage, put courage in wherever we go. In fact, I'm believing right now for some of us to be prompted by the Holy Spirit to pick up our phone and text someone an encouraging message, to call someone after this service and put courage in. Because as we defy gravity, as we live an overcoming life, let's be committed to being a church that says louder than ever before, I support you. I'm here for you. I cheer you on and I'm here to put courage in. Let's, let's have an atmosphere, even in lockdown, even in the toughest of times where there is isolation, let's be active in encouraging people. I want to give you a couple of thoughts today as we bring this thing to a close about what it is to live a life with courage. Because I've learned this, to live a life with courage has predominantly to do with my thinking and my mind. Courage can be so easily stolen or evaporated if I don't think in the right way that builds courage. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. To live with courage is to, number one, think progress. I know we're in a time that is limiting, but let's think progress. God came to Moses and grabbed him and said, uh, sorry, God came to Joshua and grabbed him and said, hey, Joshua, Moses is dead. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I, I went to his funeral. Uh, Moses had an aide and his aide's name was Joshua. This is the guy we're talking to. Joshua was more than likely there as the life faded from Moses. He didn't need to be reminded by God that Moses was dead. But what God was saying is, I know you're in a tough time. I know you're disappointed. I know you're hurt. And let's, let's not wash over this. In a time of lockdown, in a time of restriction, it's tough. And I believe God is saying, I, I know it's tough, but God says to Joshua, Moses is dead, now you. Moses is dead, but here's the good news. There is still a now. There is still a forward. There is still a from this moment push on. What he's saying is, 
although that has happened, although you're in the middle of something that you didn't want to happen, I'm not done with you. I've still got a plan for you. I've still got a purpose for you. Don't get stuck in a moment of loss. Don't get stuck in a moment of grief. Don't get stuck in a moment of of confusion because I have a future for you. I think one of the greatest things we can do to live a life of courage is to think progress. There's still a future. This too shall end. You're in lockdown, but God has a future. You've lost some things there. Maybe you've lost your job, but now God still has a future. Maybe you faced a setback, but now God still has a future for you. I often think about the Apostle Paul and his Damascus Road experience. In in Acts chapter 9, the the Apostle Paul, who was known as Saul, he was a persecutor of the church. And as he was on his way to carry out his tyranny of persecution, he meets Jesus on the Damascus Road. He has this encounter with God and all of a sudden his eyes were open to this, this, this absolute commitment he had to wipe out every Christian, God turned it on a dime and said, no longer are you going to wipe out Christians, but you're going to be the key person to birth the local church. You're going to go from a promoter of genocide to the birther of the local church. Imagine the mind game that the Apostle Paul had to go through. Imagine the memories that he had of persecuting the church. And now God's saying, but you're my chosen person. But now I've got a future for you. And if God can do that for Saul, who became Paul, God can do that for us who are in the middle of some challenges to say, I've got a future for you. So I wanna encourage you, think progress, think movement, think God has a future for you. So number one, to live with courage is to think progress. Number two, to live with courage is to think of God as a constant, invincible presence in your life. To think of God as a constant, invincible presence in your life. You know, in years of working with people, I can't tell you how many times that you can see one individual on one week and you ask them, how you doing? I'm doing great. Had a great week and some things went well. I, my business moved forward or my job moved forward or had a great moment with my family and I'm believing for breakthrough in that area. Or, and then the very next week you see the very same person and you say, how you doing? And they say, oh, I don't know where God is. Had a challenging week and things went wrong and Something happened and and I just, I don't know where God is. And here's the deal. The presence of challenge is not the absence of God. The presence of our current reality is not the absence of a God who loves us. And I wanna encourage us today. When it comes to a life of courage, think of God as a constant, not variable, a constant, invincible presence in your life. You know, uh, our city is very similar to Melbourne in terms of its weather. 
and it can be sunny one day and the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day and then the very next day it can be covered in cloud. Just because it's cloudy doesn't mean the sun has disappeared. It just means I can't see it. It, The sun is right behind the cloud. The sun is still there. The The sun is still shining. Well, just because there's a challenging day doesn't mean God is gone. He's still there. His power is still available. Live a life knowing that He is a constant, invincible presence in your life. And the third thing is this, and I'm going to leave you with this, is if you're going to live with courage, you need to think like a champion. I love Pastor Paul. He will go around telling everyone they're a champion. You're a champion. You're a champion. Everyone's a champion. You know why? Because he sees the gold in people and the God potential. Here's the reality. Champions don't think like average people and average people don't think like champions. If you're thinking, if I'm thinking the same way I was thinking last year, then I'll get the same result that I had last year. But let God come and shake up the way we think so that we can think in line with His Word. You know, the Bible says this, that we can have the mind of Christ. What what would it look like this week if we went into another week of lockdown, not thinking the same way we thought last week, but having the mind of Christ? God, as I embark on a new week of working from home or homeschooling kids or navigating this reality, if I thought with the mind of Christ, what would that look like? Don't think normal. Normal is a setting on a dryer. You were never called to think normal. I love John Mason's book in The Enemy Called Average. Uh, He said, average is our enemy. Friend, don't think average. The average person doesn't have a God to lean into like we do. If we make a choice to be average people who lean into a supernatural God. I want you to do this. After this service or tomorrow morning, wake up and say, I am who God says I am. I am strong. I am courageous. I am above and I am not beneath. I can take this. I will make it. I will get through. I'll come out of this season better than I went in. And therefore, I'll go through this moment and get something of God that will help others when I get out the other side. Hey, check this picture out. I often think about this this picture when, when I'm reminded that I need to live remembering God's presence in my life. Because so many times we can go to the mirror and all we can see is our faults and our challenges. But what God wants to do this week is when you look into the mirror, not see the challenges, but see the God in you that changes the reflection that comes back to you. I'm so inspired by other people's stories. And one of the stories that I've read recently again is the story of Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice is arguably the most powerful African-American parliamentarian in American history. She made it all the way to the top of Parliament. She didn't hit presidency, but right below, she made it to the top of Parliament. 
And, and what a lot of people don't know is Condoleezza Rice's backstory. She grew up in the height of segregation in Alabama. Her grandfather was a poor cotton farmer. Her mum and dad were school teachers in a segregated high school. And this little girl came from humble beginnings. But into her adulthood, she became a concert pianist. She became a world-class ice skater. She graduated high school at 15 and went on to graduate university with a degree in political science at 19. And here's what I want to read you. One day a reporter asked her this question, Condoleezza, with the background you had and the challenges you had, how did this happen? And her response was this, my parents told me over and over and over again that I may not be able to eat a hamburger with white people, but one day I could be the president of the United States of America. Church, I want to encourage you. How we think in these times, the words that we speak, they matter because they create the platform of courage for us to live an overcoming life. And I'm believing that whatever challenge you're facing, whatever COVID has caused in your world, that you'll come out of it an overcomer with a story that will birth help and hope in other people. And right now, our team is gonna sing a song out of Psalm 91. And the first line of that song, it says, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and you are my strength. Don't get caught up believing that a vaccine for this sickness that is causing a pandemic across our, our world is our refuge and our strength. Don't look to a bank account. Don't look for job security, but look to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because if we look to Him, we have a steadfast strength and a not shakable security. And I'm praying for every one of us, every one of you this week, that it would be a week where courage rises up and the result of that is an overcoming life. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every one of our Melbourne family that in this moment, they would sense Your presence so strong. Every teenager, every single person, every couple, every family, that their home would be full of Your presence. And that this week, we would live with courage. That You would help us to think progress that You would help us to remember that You are a constant, invincible presence in our life. And God, help us to think like champions as today we declare that You are our refuge and You are our strength. In Jesus' Name, Amen. this podcast from life if you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message visit lifeau.org